I'm just saying, right? Like, you think if you if you eat chili all year long, you don't really look forward to eating chili. It's just I something chili. you always do. Why does chili have to be a seasonal food? Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Two Dudes Named Ryan podcast. I am Ryan, joined by my co-host Ryan. To be less confusing, I am Thorny. He is fully. Happy Friday to everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding us here. Fully, man, how you been? I'm doing good, man. We are at the very end of our school year over here in Spokane. I think Spokane goes to school the longest in the nation. I'm pretty sure that. So it's uh, <laughs> you guys are done yet? Yeah, exactly. So we are still grinding, and we uh, we have uh, Monday and Tuesday left as well next week. So get extra smart. <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, Spokane have the highest testing results out of the nation to go along with this longest school year? No, I have no clue. Causation, correlation, nothing. Okay, <laughs> that's no. all right. That's all right. You know they they did away with they did away with the testing too since it's a COVID year, so that everything's just kind of wonky right now. But they just tossed testing out and said, "Don't worry about it." See, I'm just coming into this with my daughter, um, her second year in you know elementary school, so I didn't know what it was really like before COVID. To to, to be honest, so it's all kind of the kind of the same to me. So. All right, well, Foley, uh, that's enough catching up, I suppose. Let's get into the, I guess, what the show outline is going to be. We're going to tell you what we're drinking, what's on tap. Then our kind of our free-flowing dialogue where we call What's on Your Mind, where either of us just kind of come to the table with whatever we've been thinking about, a funny story, an anecdote, something that's been bugging us, some random thought we had, a shower thought, whatever. And then we're going to end it with a top three summer activities where we choose as it sounds, our top three activities for summer. So let's get right into it with our first segment. I guess, uh, what's on tap? What are you drinking over there, Foley? Courtesy of Thorny's mom, I have a <laughs> Bayern Amber out of Missoula, Montana. Now, how did my mom get you a beer? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a great question. Great question, right? You were bugging me earlier on this week saying, you know, if, if she would bring a beer from Montana... She 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 traveled over to uh, wherever you live. I'd never remember where you live. Somewhere on the west coast of Washington, whatever. Yes, but Canada, uh, basically Canada. Yeah, so you you have to go through Spokane, and uh, you made a request, and I, I was reluctant to give you one. But Bayern Amber is something I've been missing. And then when I got home today, tucked underneath uh, the maple tree in my front yard was a six pack of Bayern Amber. It was lovely. Now, I need to make it known, and my mom needs to make it known, too, that this was totally her idea, and she, like, basically, that's just who, who she is, and she demanded it. So that's why I kept forcing it, like, well, if she if she was to bring a beer, which beer would you like? <laughs> I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm pushing on B, mother. So <laughs> she was happy to do it, dropped it off. There you go. Byron Amber. Delicious. I'm also drinking a Montana beer, uh, courtesy of my parents. That's how I get all my Montana beer whenever they road trip over here. I basically make them bring like $200 worth of Montana beer because let's be honest here, people, Montana beer is better than Washington beer. Even though there's like 600 times more breweries over here, Montana just does it right. So I got a Highlander beer, which is from Missoula, Montana. I got the Devil's Hump Red Ale. It's good. I've had it before. It's got a big old grizzly bear on it, which is uh, unfortunate for me 
but no one outside of Montana is really going to get this, but uh, we're Montana State Bobcats. Our enemy is the University of Montana Grizzlies. This has a grizzly on it. It's brewed in Missoula, where the University of Montana is. So I shouldn't shouldn't like anything about this beer, but you know I like reds. It's a good beer, man. I'm I'm okay with it. So I'll forgive the bear. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Ryan, I feel like we've had a conversation about the Devil's Hump before on our other podcast. <laughs> let's, let's we're trying to pretend there's no crossover here. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. It's just a funny name to me. It reminds me of that pop song uh, by Fergie. Lady Lumps. <laughs> yes. L- lovely Lady Lumps. <laughs> My lovely Red Humps. By That's Devil's exactly Red it. Humps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Man. So good. <laughs> Speaking of good, let's uh, let's kick it off, man. You want to start or you want me to take it this time? I'll start. Okay. Uh, co- yeah, coming into today, I had no clue what I was going to talk about on the top of my mind. I was going over many different things this past week, but I was in a bit of a predicament this uh, today, uh, and it has to do with the flank steak. And I know you're a cook. You're like a foodie kind of guy, right? I mean, that's one of your gigs is to and you kind of a pride bit, yourself yeah. on that. Okay. Are you a griller? barbecuer so that i am not so much actually most of my cooking is in the kitchen grilling not my forte um i have a gas grill that i fight with a lot so no not really okay well maybe you'll know maybe you won't but uh earlier on this week at trader joe's i bought a fling steak and honestly ryan we should do a whole episode about trader joe's because i just love trader joe's now those are usually marinated already aren't they or you Uh, can get them well, depends where you get them, but not typically at Trader Joe's. But yes, like uh, at a Super One or something like that, you'll get like the carne asada marinade, and you can actually get those at your butcher. Well, what not? Anyways, the story goes: I was, I had planned for this for Wednesday, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to take this out. I'm going to grill it uh, on Wednesday, and then we're gonna we're gonna do some sort of wife is going to make some guacamole and you know do carne asada style. Well, I totally blinked it out and I got home and I was like, ah, what do I do? And the and the question I came up with and the, and the thing that I want to talk about is, are you a dry rub guy or are you a marinade guy? Because what I ended up doing was I ended up not having the dry rub I wanted. And so I just, my wife had like this uh, hoisin teriyaki garlic marinade in the fridge and you know, cracked that open, took out the fling stick you know, let it set for like two hours while I was doing some yard work and grilled it up. And I mean, to be honest, Ryan, I'm a dry rub kind of guy. The marinade gave it that kind of candy finish when when you get the high grill heat, you know, it had it like a nice sear on the outside. AKA but, burns. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, I still think the, the dry rub is superior to the marinade. I think the marinade is kind of like a second rate flavoring to me. Marinade is designed for steaks like flank steak where they are tough and they can easily be just tough and overcooked. So marinades help penetrate and like tenderize a meat like a flank steak. So I'm a fan of marinades when they're necessary. If it's a, if it's a cut, if it's a tough cut, you need to marinate, marinate it to give it just kind of to break it down. So it cooks out and it's a lot more tender. Otherwise, you know, if I'm just going straight flavor profile, dry rubs, man, I'm a dry rub guy all the way. That's, that's what I do when I, do like pork butt. I'll uh, do a rub all over it and then I'll smoke it for a little bit. But yeah, ribs, dry rub. I don't like big saucy, goopy ribs. I prefer just a nice dry rub with a little bit of sauce on the side if I feel like dipping it in there. So yeah, man, 
dry rub. I'm all about the dry rub. Do you make your own dry rub or do you just buy stuff that's already made out for you? Yeah, just typically mix some seasoning salts that I like. Man, I am so much a uh, buy whatever because I don't like buying like 10 different spices and then measuring them out. And then I don't know. I'd rather just buy like McCormick. I trust you on this dry rub here. You do good stuff, McCormick. I'm going to buy your dry rub. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm patience for anything mixing, else. Mixing uh, dry rub ingredients, but I will mix some seasoning salts together and call it good. Another thing I don't like about the marinade is I'm kind of a neat freak and clean freak. And so, you know, when you're grilling it on your on your barbecue, it's just like the, the sauce is just dripping down into it. And I don't know what why that bothers me, but it does. And so that's you just something grill, I... It'd be like that, that horror sounding... <laughs> you'd be just horrified <laughs> of, my, of my grill. It's like caked on. It's disgusting. I caught it on fire a couple of years ago because I never cleaned the grease pan and the whole thing caught on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you my, clean that which out. Which my, my son still reminds me of to this day. Like, Dad, do you remember the time you caught the grill on fire? It's like, it's, shh, Henry, come on. Come on, kid. Stop reminding me of that. I do have the uh, the vac seal thing for like, uh, you know, sealing for, for freezers, the freezer bags. Mm-hmm. And it has uh, a little hand attachment and then the marinating. I bought the marinating attachment. So it has this plastic like Tupperware thing and you can t- attach the top into it and do like a super quick marinade. It takes about like 14 minutes and it's supposedly like is the equivalent of marinating for two hours. So I do that for a quick marinade. But uh, overall, yeah, man, dry rub, dry rub is where it's at. I want a charcoal grill is what I need. I, the grass, gas grill just doesn't give it the char, anything the char. Well, I'm I'm glad to report that the fling steak tasted pretty good. We had it over rice. But again, you know, if I had my way, if I would have pre-planned this a little earlier, I would have had it out and would have had a dry rub ready to go. Well, funny enough that your top of the mind segment's about food, because mine's about food too. So I wanted to talk to you about food during the time of year that you wouldn't typically want that kind of food. Seasonal foods, I guess you could say. I have a a bone of contention with my wife who never lets me cook chili in the summer because she thinks it's a terrible summer food. And I'm like, I like chili all year long. Why do I have to only have chili when it's cold outside? What spurred me thinking about this was uh, taking my son to his first trip to Wendy's last week. Woo, big, big milestone in his life, first trip to (laughs) to Wendy's. I was feeling a little healthy, but I didn't really want a salad. And I like Wendy's chili, so I got Wendy's chili. It was delicious. I enjoyed it. Funny story, they told me they were out of spoons, so like, we just have forks. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I ate, I ate my Wendy's chili with a fork, which actually worked out pretty well. There was only about a spoonful of liquid at the bottom of it, so <laughs> which I drank. But it worked out well enough. But it got me thinking, man, like, it's like summer. It's like 80 degrees out, which is hot for where I am, 85 degrees. And I'm having chili, and I'm enjoying it. Like, why do I only have to have chili in the fall. Are you are you a guy who has hot soups, chilies all year long, or is that something that you you can only reserve for wintertime? Oh yeah. Um the latter for sure. My wife is the cook in the household. That's been established between you and me. And she gets in soup and chili mode soon as I want to say probably like November starts rolling, or maybe if we have our first cold spell, like a rainy October type of week over here in Spokane. Instant pot comes out, chili is made, soup is made, 
Uh, but yes, about like, I want to say April, she transitions into the pasta salad mode and we just ride the pasta salad hard all summer long. Soups, we don't touch. Why? It's just tradition, man. It's kind of like, uh, you know, wearing uh, white clothes after uh, or before Labor Day <laughs> or Memorial Day. You just don't do it. So there's a final day. Enjoy your last bowl of chili because <laughs> this is it for six months. Is that you're telling me? I think chili is reserved for temperatures within the range, no greater than 65 degrees. Mm, so there's a temperature limit on chili. And why yeah. is that? Because it's it warms your warms your belly so much it sticks to your sticks to your in your craw right right in there in the craw. <laughs> Just warms well, you up. here's why. Here's why. Cockles of your heart. <laughs> the cockles of your heart. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean, man? I don't know. <laughs> um, Nothing here's to do what with chili, though. <laughs> <laughs> here's the reason why I think is traditionally you don't want to cook on the stove when it's hot. It's just going to How are you cooking all this pasta then that you're talking about? How are you cooking pasta? Well, so when you cook a batch of chili, the stove is on much longer because it's going to sit there and cook and cook and cook and cook. And it's got to do its little magic with pasta. With pasta salad, you just got to cook the pasta, man. That's all you have to do. Oh, you're talking about pasta salad? Like cold pasta salad? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought I was talking like a, a ragu, like a nice beef ragu, you know? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so you only eat cold foods all summer? Pretty much that and grilling. I, I've read articles about the the positive health benefits of eating hot food. Like it, it's easier to digest. It's better for you. You eat slower because it's hot. There's the cultures where they eat hot food all year. It doesn't matter how hot it is. So why in America do I have to transition to to cold food? Do I have to have my soup like a spacho? Now I have to I have to have cold soup. I'm just saying, right? Like, you think. If you if you eat chili all year long, you don't really look forward to eating chili. It's just I something you always do. Why does chili have to be a seasonal food? Why can't I? You look forward to it. I had chili today. Actually, I took my uh, my daughter to lunch today because it was the last day of a uh, first grade. I took her out for some lunch. She had mac and cheese and a Sunday. I had a club sandwich and a side of chili because the restaurant had chili on the menu. You know you know why they had chili on the menu? Because people eat chili all year long fully. Say, I don't, I don't Restaurants don't just take it off the menu. Like, oh, it's uh, it's June. Let's, let's kill a chili. <laughs> One of the restaurants back in Great Falls that had a steak and bacon chili. I would get that all year long because it was legit. Anyways, um, Ryan, if you're cooking this summer for a group of people, don't cook chili. It's not going to be a crowd favorite. I guarantee Whatever. that. Whatever. All right. Agree to disagree. Chili you be- in the summer. Bean in your chili? Yes. Okay. Because I love beans. I love beans. I could do a whole podcast about how much I love beans. Do you put sour cream in your chili? Like as a topping? Like sometimes. Depends on how oh, spicy my chili no. turned out. <laughs> Typically, I'm just a uh, diced white onion and shredded cheese guy. Yeah, like get the cheese as much as possible. So it's just like a goopy, yeah. chili, cheesy mix. Yeah. Got to be fresh. Oh, and this is a whole other thing I talk about too. I shred all my cheese. Now I, I got tired of buying bag cheese. It's so much easier to buy bag cheese, but it just doesn't melt properly because it's like it has an anti-caking powder on it, and they have the you know the preservatives to get to keep it from sticking together, which makes it not huh. melt as nicely. So, you want uh, melty, gooey cheese? Shred it yourself. Word to the wise. 
All right. Hey, well, hey Thorny, we'll put it yeah. on the poll, man. Is chili okay to eat in the summer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be outvoted on that. I know, I know I'm not going to. I'm just think it's I think it's BS and I'm gonna eat chili whenever I want to eat chili. <laughs> it's definitely not a crime. It's just it's just not uh it's cool is not the word, it's just not right. That's cook the it, best word. Cook it's it not in right, the man. Cook it in the slow cooker, your house doesn't heat up at all. Boom, problem solved there. All right. Moving on. Moving on to more summer-related conversation, top three summer activities. So I guess I will start here. My number one summer activity. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's go in ascending order. Give me your third best summer activity. Third best activity. All right. So this is one uh, that I don't get to do and I haven't done in a long time. I'm not even sure it's a thing out here in Washington, but my number three one is Floating the river. We used to do this all the time as a kid. You did it in college with a whole different vibe when you do it in college because you see there's some other floating things with you that are drinkable floaties. You're floating with your beer. But uh, yeah, floating, we did it all the time. We would uh, park to, we'd take a car, park it, and then drive the other car up, up river and get some. Sometimes we'd have a, we had a robot we'd do it in with a couple inner tubes. Sometimes we were all just in inner tubes. A nice slow floating river, slow moving river, just hanging out and a couple hours on the river. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I would put that as my third favorite summer activity. Do you have a local river you can go do that? Well, that's what I said. I, don't, I haven't even uh, looked into it because our kids aren't really old enough to, I don't really want to do that with them just yet. But that could be something we look into soon. I know it's a big thing in Montana. That was like people just floating. That's what you do. Um, I don't know if it's as big out here, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, once they get older, I'm definitely going to look into some spots. Nice, man. I don't like floating the river all that much. I'm, I don't have anything against it, but it's typically like you just come away with a massive sunburn. That's the that's the downside, and that's the, the danger, but uh, it's just relaxing, man. It's fun. It's a good family time. You're all just hanging out. Sometimes you get out of the tube and kind of, the river's shallow enough, you kind of just like, you know, pretend like you're kind of running fast in it and stuff like that. No, it's fun as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Cool. All right. Well, so my number three favorite thing to do in the summer is something I just discovered last year. We bought a stand-up paddleboard and we have a couple of lakes around Spokane. We take that stand-up paddleboard and it's been one of the best purchases I've ever made. We use it mainly as a floating dock. Not like one of the, you would see people with uh, the stand-up paddle boards and they're really just trying to get after it, you know, doing the whole workout, like trying to cover ground. That's not me at all. We are just like, uh, we're just paddling around. Just The wife will take a turn. We'll take a boy. I'll take a boy out on it. We'll just go float out in the middle of the lake and we'll, you know, jump into the lake and use it and just to cool off. And it's been so much fun because we like to go to the lakes and this has been just a, a great activity for us to experience the lake in a different way and it's uh, when it's really hot on the shore going out on the river or excuse me well you could probably go on the river we haven't used it on the river but going out on the water feels so much cooler it's really cool nice yeah i mean a lot of the, a lot of these i'm sure can be water-based because that's the best way to keep cool during the summer but that does sound fun i've actually never done one of those i always yeah. wanted to but uh something i've never tried so highly recommend it good family activity right there mm-hmm do you have a uh, do you have a rack on top of your car? You're, I think you have a Forester, don't you? You should have a rack. So yeah, my my wife has the Forester, but it only has the uh, the the spots for the racks. The okay. uh, the what do you call them? The the runners. She doesn't mm-hmm. actually have the crossbars. 
Whereas my little Pontiac vibe, you better believe I got a, a, the racks up there. So I'll take the Pontiac vibe on that bad boy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can haul one for sure. <laughs> All right. My number two is simply camping, like camping in a tent, finding a campground, just going out, finding a spot to bring in, you know, hot dogs, all that stuff to cook around the campfire, making a campfire is the classic camping, nothing fancy about it. No glamping, no RVs, no big fancy machines, just straight up tent camping under the stars. That's my number two. I'm not going to make you tell your spot because that would be just, that's not the poor form on podcast, I would say. I haven't really done that too much either with the kids. Like two of the two of the three things I have on my list are things that I used to do, and I they're still my favorite. But we just haven't really done it very much yet because uh, uh, it's it's kind of a nightmare with the young kids, with the toddlers. So they're getting a little bit older. So now I'm I'm hoping this summer we can do it. But uh, yeah, I don't have a spot yet. Looking for it though. We have a spot where I think would be great to camp. We found a nice little hike last year, and there was a couple of camping spots along the way that like were unoccupied. So I'm like, that looks like the spot I want to try. I think the key to camping, Ryan, is being comfortable sleeping. Which is never. See, I think <laughs> that's what you invest money in. You have to get the nice gear to be comfortable sleeping because if you're comfortable sleeping, you're going to want to stay out there longer. But if you're uncomfortable sleeping, sleeping in, in a tent, which is already weird for the most part, but fun, you just need something that that's, you know, it's just a comfort and that, and that's what that, uh, you have to have a good sleeping bag, a good sleeping pad, bring a pillow. And I think it will be all right. We have a couple, uh, like a little inflatable things we bring with us or the little roll up pads or something. We we're we do. Okay. We've done, we've done camping, like tent camping on the property over on the San Juan islands. So nothing too crazy, but, uh, we've done it a few times with the kids in a tent. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. Okay. All right. What's your number two? Backyard barbecue. That's a good I one. I, I didn't even think about that. Man, so, and I'm not talking like, like, I'm not talking like fancy things on the grill. I am not that guy. Just give me some burgers and some, some dogs and some good company. You know, some, a couple beers out there just rolling. Maybe some music, a picnic table, you know, a couple sides from inside. It's it's so much fun. You know, it's good conversation. I love it, man. Are you at least hand pressing your burgers? Are you buying the frozen patties and just slapping them right clunk clunk right down on there? It depends. Yeah, I I go both ways. <laughs> you know, if I have a little bit more money in my pocket that week, I'll buy some nice beef. But if not, I'm not opposed to buying the the pucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the meat pucks. <laughs> Those ones are, I find those ones trickier to cook. Like they, uh, you can char the outside of them and they still aren't quite all the way done on the inside because they're oh, frozen. See, I think they're easier. You're just looking for that little pooling of uh, moisture on top and just flip those bad boys over. You're good to go. It's true. True. Nothing wrong with that, man. That, that's a good one. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's a solid choice because that can't happen in the winter. Unlike chili can happen any time of the year. You can't have people in your in your backyard when it's ten degrees. You know, it's just not it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's a solid choice. All right, my number one overall pick, the one that you despise, hiking. I love hiking. <laughs> it's become a big family thing for us. Like just destination hiking, going find a cool trail that leads to something cool. Like a like I said, destination out of it. 
it's fun. It's relaxing. The kids can get on board. Everyone has a good time. So far, nothing too terrible has happened. We learned to make sure we bring a first aid kit and band-aids with this after a couple uh, scrapes and bruises. And we had like, oh man, we had nothing to treat this. And then, you know, kids are, kids automatically feel better when you put a band-aid on something, even though it doesn't change the uh, the wound whatsoever. But uh, they feel a hundred times better. They sit there and whine about it if there's not a band-aid on it. So <laughs> learned a lesson there. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my number one right now because it's something we can do as a family. And I'm having a lot of fun. There's a lot of good spots out here and a lot of spots up behind the mountains near us that don't even open up until June or July just because they're bad. It's, it's such bad conditions. It's still snowy. So uh, that's why it's my number one summer activity because some of the hikes aren't even available until summer. How long can you go? Well, I mean, if you're talking with just the family, I think we've maxed out at about four mile hike, maybe a three mile hike. And it starts to get pretty dicey after, after three, to be honest, <laughs> like That's you start good, getting real, real complainy. Yeah, we were, we were doing really good. We were like gradually working up. We started off small and worked our way up to like over three mile hikes. But, uh, you know, that's really about, that's about it. You have to stop and do some snacks, bring some gummies. Gummies are always <laughs> great for these, give you a little boost of energy, keep the kids happy. Oh yeah. Snacks are like key. Crucial. <laughs> Crucial. Exactly. <laughs> nice, man. Well, I might I'm, take I'm a while. Glad. I might take a while to get that three mile hike in, but uh, it's fun. There you go. All right, Thorny, my, my number one, and I knew this right away when you, when you talked to me about picking our top three summer activities, going to minor league baseball game. Nice. That's a good choice, too. Yeah. We have the Spokane Indians over here in Spokane, as you probably guessed. Uh, <laughs> we went to one, uh, our first game on Sunday, Miles and I, and his, uh, little league team, uh, and the parents all got seats together and man, I just have so much fun. One, I just love baseball and that's been something we've talked about before. And my son is loving baseball. Um, but just the experience, man. So you just going to the ballpark, getting stoked all day to go to the ballpark uh, taking your glove because I still take my glove. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm 38. I still take my glove, you know, every time I go, you never know. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, getting a good beer, getting a dog, uh, again, maybe some kettle corn for the wife, uh, having good conversation with your friends, with your family, uh, you know, having your sons go down to the, to the, uh, to the field, maybe get, trying to get a ball, and getting some signatures. And then one of, one of the things that they get to do at the end of the game is uh, they invite the kids out and they get to run the bases. And I just love the whole experience, man. It's just, it's like Americana for me. It, it takes me back to my youth. It takes, it reminds me of my father. Uh, it's something I just love. It's, it's like, it's like the boys of summer, right? It, it just calls, calls to me out all the time. And plus on the weekends, if you win, you get fireworks over here, which is really cool. That's a solid choice too, because I I used to love going to ball games when I was a kid. Like I'm not a huge baseball fan, but something about going to the stadium, especially when you're a kid, it's just magical. Going to check out the the Great Falls Dodgers at the time with that cool stadium right by the river there. I mean, it was, that's I have a lot of memories of that. Getting a little ice cream filled baseball helmets, you know, those are really cool too. Just, you know, fast you can throw a fastball in the machine. Lots of lots of good memories there. I've actually been thinking about that. There's a, a Belling, Bellingham has a minor league or some sort of team, something or other. But uh, I've been thinking about going down there and taking my son to a game. 
But if I feel real fancy, I'll take them to a Mariners game at some point and watch the Mariners lose because apparently they're always terrible. But uh, <laughs> they are. They're really. It bad. would be pretty cool to take them to a, a Major League Baseball game, though. So, yeah, that, oh. that's a, that's a solid choice. I I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll let that one. Uh, I'll let you have that one. Nice man. All right. Well, that is our top three summer activities. Uh, if you guys follow us on Twitter, why don't you drop us your top three, top one, number whatever you want to talk about. Appreciate you guys listening. You can find us on Two Dudes, or I'm sorry, you can find us on Twitter, Two Dudes Ryan, T-W-O, Two Dudes Ryan. And uh, if you find us, please give us a rating and review. Spread the word. We're just a fledgling starting podcast here, so any word of mouth will help us out. And until next time, we are Two Dudes Named Ryan. I want me what I